Some of these patients waited too long to come to the hospital because they were afraid of going in. Now this morning, he is sounding the alarm. This morning, a disturbing observation. Doctors seeing strokes in young patients infected with the novel coronavirus. What's worse, these were people quarantining at home, most with mild symptoms. These patients were all in their 30s and 40s. Two had no underlying conditions. These are not particularly sick patients. Neurologist Dr. Thomas Oxley is behind a case report to be published in the New England Journal of Medicine, which calls it an urgent communication an effort to rapidly notify the medical community of these findings. He and his colleagues at Mount Sinai in New York saw five COVID-19 patients over the course of two weeks who were under age 50 presenting with strokes at the hospital. When did you start noticing that blood clots were an issue? I did one of these procedures weeks ago and it was in a young patient with no past history who'd been at home with COVID. And so that struck me as unusual. And then we saw a run of patients in the same Category. Strokes are caused by blood clots. Chinese doctors have reported clotting among COVID patients, and now American doctors too. 49-year-old Michael Reagan thought he was recovering from COVID-19, but scans of his lungs showed multiple blood clots. So you were feeling pain in your lungs? Yes, intense pain like I would imagine a heart attack would be like. I am in my 40s. I have run marathons. I was a yoga instructor, vegan. And if I can get this felt from it, anybody can. Now doctors at Mount Sinai making the decision to treat as many patients as they can with high-dose blood thinners before they even see evidence of clotting. Now, needless to say, more research is needed, but the doctor says that if you have any symptoms of a stroke, so that's arm weakness, facial droop, speech disturbance, call 911 right away. Amy and Michael. Yeah, so important, Gio. Thank you. And this is very scary to hear and see. And so let's check in with Dr. Jennifer Ashton now for some expert opinion about this. So how concerning are these findings to you, Dr. Jen? Well, Amy, it's painting a picture of some of these critically ill COVID patients as being incredibly sick and challenging to take care of. Um, they're showing features that are perplexing and atypical in viral illness uh, that people are still trying to make sense of. And remember, it's not just stroke. When you talk about neurologic effects, data out of China suggested there were things like headache, seizure, dizziness, loss of smell and taste, seen in as many as 36% of COVID-19 patients presenting to the hospital. And uh, throughout this, all throughout this pandemic, we've hit, we hear that people with underlying conditions fall more seriously ill from coronavirus. But now there's a study proving that. Exactly. Just released last night, Michael, uh, in JAMA, the largest U.S. clinical case series, almost 6,000 patients in New York State, showing, and take a look at these numbers, those admitted to the hospital, definitely more high risk. 57% of them came in with a pre-existing diagnosis of high blood pressure or hypertension, 41% with obesity, and 34% with type 2 diabetes, making them much more high risk for complications. And Dr. Jen, it's important to note, you have been reporting that COVID-19 has the potential of impacting the entire body, correct? That's right, literally head to toe, Amy, brain, heart, lungs, kidneys, intestinal tract, skin. We are seeing head to toe manifestations. And so far, this virus really looking like a bad actor. All right, Dr. Jen Ashton, we appreciate it. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, 
click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel and don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching. Okay, you guys, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I didn't hear my my birds singing to me this morning, maybe because me, I was out um, sleep. but um, it's really, really strange and crazy, and as always, uh, it's Dr. D, and it is some strange times, and I'm just asking you guys to use some wisdom because, as you heard, they're still coming up with different ailments on how this virus is affecting the human body. And it is so, I am so flawed how some of the American people, and if you look at the ones that are protesting, I'm sorry, I'm not, first of all, I'm not racist because I didn't come up with that name racist, okay? Um, So I'm just going to say the white folks, okay, the European folks. How in the world that they can go out here and protest, get me back to work, when you know that this virus is deadly? You are the ones that I'm watching in the public coughing and sneezing and wiping your hands on stuff. You don't have no gloves on. You don't have no mask on. You're protesting against the mask, but you want to be out in the public. They still got people sick. They still got people dying. And it's selfish. It's narcissistic. And we're in the state as American people in this United States of America because of defiance, people such as those that are out there, they're not thinking about everybody else. They're still coming up with symptoms on how this virus is attacking. Unemployment is still going up. People still haven't received the unemployment. I haven't received, I haven't received mines either. Uh, people still waiting on their stimulus check. You see, um, they still have to April thirtieth for 
the shutdown. The I went online yesterday just to see just to see um let me see. Oh oh my muscle. So they they doing everything except what the other um senator wanted. See they don't wanna give America free rent and free mortgage for at least three months or four months. So they are rather open up the businesses so you can go out there and spread more of this virus all over. Spend the money that they just gave you to those that got it. You know, and the other individuals the most disadvantaged ones, right, received it. The stimulus, the ones that's on Section Eight, no, no offense to the to the the American people that's on Section Eight or government assistance or whatever. Well, they already got all that stuff straight. You see, they already have. Um, they rent paid for the year. They got. They already have their food stamps. They already have their extra money put on their card or whatever. So they're taken care of. But what about the working people, such as myself and others, okay, that have fallen ill, have lost their job? What about the airline workers and the hotel workers? I have two three major hotels right here by my house and they always stay packed. Okay, they're still empty. How are you going to reopen that back up? How are you going to go and call all these people that you can cancel their events to come back and have an event? No, because it's going to be a widespread. So what what is going on, you guys? Don't allow these politicians to insult your intelligence and put your life in danger. Your family life, your your grandmother and grandfathers in life, your children, a newborn baby, five weeks old, died of coronavirus. Come on, y'all. Is it just me? Or is it the TV really brainwashing with the sound waves and mind control like what they want? They put out the fear out there, oh, stay home. Okay, everybody was able to stay home. Now they say, oh, we're going we're gonna to open up. Now everybody say, oh, let's open up the economy. It's our rights, da-da-da-da. This is mind control. This is literally mind control. Control. Now they say this is lie. What is he talking about? I just watched a movie, you guys. In 1980, in 1980, they had a movie called Virus. And when they showed the picture, on that screen, it looked just like COVID-19. I am so serious. Y'all need to look at it. 
on go find it on YouTube. And it's called Vara. It's an old, old, old Japanese movie. American people. At least let them give them time to even try to find a vaccine. I just don't understand the mindset. Well, I know what's going on. They mind control. Do the TV, do the whatever they say, excuse me. Now, because Fuji is not agreeing with Trump no more, now him and Trump back and forth. Because he's trying to tell him, President, I know what you want, but we don't even have an idea how this thing really affecting the bodies. Now they coming up with reports, and I've been told my daughter, my, I told my daughter, you know what, you probably had this last year. I had it last year because it almost took her out from what they're saying. It attached to the lungs and they create pneumonia. She barely can breathe. They had to put her on a machine and everything. She went, she had to go to the emergency room and was admitted in the hospital two times, you guys. Then I fell sick. I didn't go to the hospital and was admitted. But I did go to the hospital, but they didn't help me and treat me. Why? Because I didn't really, I didn't have insurance. And then when I really go in, when I went to go try to help myself, y'all remember that situation last year, I didn't have no money. So what about those that was in my category? You got at least 15% of people that's like me and my age dealing with situations as such. I'm just I'm just saying you guys, this is the very, very tricky thing. It is it's really getting out of hand and it's flip flopping. How you gonna say one week we shut down and then the next week all of a sudden oh we're gonna open back up. Okay. Oh, we're going to release some more money, so now we're going to open back up. I, 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 just, I just don't understand the mindset of folks and what they should be protesting. Pay our bills. Pay our bills. Pay our bills. Return to work. Okay, that shouldn't even be a problem because I feel like they said if they're going to open up the malls and stuff, why the managers can't call their people back to work? You see how asinine that is? They're not thinking. So something is going wrong, mental or neurological, for individuals not even putting two and two together to see, wait a minute, this ain't adding up right. Because I thought zero plus zero equals zero. No answers equals, no answers plus no answers equals no answers. Oh, wait a minute, let me do timetables. No answers times zero means no answers. Zero. Oh, let me do subtraction. No answers minus zero equals no answer. To me, it's still no answer. 
So what are they doing? And what y'all doing about it? You're not protesting the right word, like in the words of iRobot. You're not asking the right question. You're not protesting the right cause. And I'm going to call it like it is, you big dummies. You're letting the the politicians insult your intelligence. Because at the end of the day, like I said, their bills are paid. Protest that. You signing more money for what? For more of the big companies to get the money? Protest that. Okay, we're just going to alleviate. I'm not even being greedy. Give us at least three months free rent. Six months would be wonderful, but they had one uh, congresswoman, I think she was a representative, she said a whole year. That'll help bounce back the, the, the American people. Protest that. See, y'all messing up. Y'all messing up. God trying to give y'all relief, and you can't even stay your asses home. You can't even stay with yourself. Deal with yourself. That's why God giving you this quiet time. You can't even stay home. You can't even look yourself in a mirror and deal with yourself. You had an opportunity to do some things that you always wanted to do. Put us back to work. Put us back to work. Half of them that was out there protesting, they're on salary. They're still getting a paycheck. I know a lot of people is out of work. It's not getting unemployment. That got notices on their dough. I ain't saying no more. This Dr. D, I'm not going to get myself upset. Because guess what? I got. I have to go and pack at my office. That's right. We are shutting down the headquarters for right now. Redeemed by the Blood Ministry, we'll be going abroad. God gave me a strategy to, to um, expand throughout this city and when they do open up the borders for state to state travel I say I'm going to travel and we're going to travel Boom Factor Show, we're going to travel the ministry is going to be right there with me, we're going we gonna to travel which I am the ministry but I'm just saying redeemed by the blood ministry, we'll get out there I just have to recoup my my health, my strength and man, I'm kind of concerned because God kept me. I'm listening to all these different uh, symptoms, and I hate to admit it, I might have had COVID, COVID-19. Yes. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, May 1st, we'll begin to start taking new customers with your your bookkeeping, you have to July 15th do your taxes. And um, 
Remember, text me your email address at 832-573-3095. May 1st will be, uh, I'll be able to send you the information so I can find out what you need done. And I'm here to help you with your paperwork, with your bookkeeping, the nonprofits, with their tax return to the state. Okay, if y'all need tax return for the federal, I can help you with that too. Okay, God bless you. Much love. Y'all be safe. Any money that you get, I'll hold on. Don't forget to make those phone calls. You know, even if you can't get through with your unemployment, print out that first cover sheet that's telling you to call a number, and they know when they call that number, you ain't going to be able to get through. But at least they see you try to apply you know, get a letter from your job that you was laid off. Bring that to your apartment complex or to your mortgage company and tell them, see if they can waive your May rent that's coming up next week and um, get some relief for yourself because nobody else ain't going to be there to take care of you but you. Okay? Use some wisdom. Call the electric company. Call the phone company. Everybody that you need to call, call them. Send in the paperwork, and that's the only way you're going to get help. You're going to have to do it. All right, God bless you guys. Much love. This is Dr. D. I'm out. Peace. that said, hey, if you have a small business, even if you are your own employee, if you have a small business or a side hustle and you put your information on the small business website, attesting to the fact that you have been affected by this pandemic and that you need help, you can request an advance of up to $10,000 and the SBA must give it to you within three business days. Well, obviously, I've also made videos not only introducing this, but I've made videos talking about how the SBA kind of bait and switched everybody, and we kind of threw up our hands going, all right, whatever, it's just like classic government, promise us $10,000 grants within three days, and give us $1,000 grants per employee up to $10,000 within three weeks. Not, not exactly congruent with the law. Well, now we actually have a lawsuit. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down what's in this lawsuit. I read the entire lawsuit. I have the entire lawsuit here. I'll share the screen with you. And then I'm going to break down the implications for you. And if you have not yet filed or applied for this EIDL grant, stay tuned because I'm going to explain the implications for you as well. Let's get into it. So here you go. Here's the lawsuit. You can see the first defendant is the administrator for the Small Business Administration. Then we get to Maria Lopez, the acting United States attorney for the Middle District of Florida. Then we have William Barr, United States Attorney General, who's also being sued. Then take a look at all the parties part of this lawsuit. I mean, you've got Land and Sea LLC, Marine Services, I'm pretty sure I saw like a barbershop and safari trading, a builders, marine sales, a bottler, a soup kitchen or something like that, cigar lounge. Look at this downtown debauchery is in the lawsuit. Uh, oh my gosh, these are a lot of different, look at that, a title and escrow company is in this as well. 
My goodness, so a lot of people hopping together in on this lawsuit here, and it all stems from this clause right here, which this is where the debate is, and I want to see what your opinion on this is. In fact, after I read this, I'll do a little poll. I'll point it up to you, and I, I, I encourage you to vote on it. I'm kind of interested to see what you think, and then we'll see where this is going to go. But anyway, this is the part of the CARES Act that actually is uh, sort of the matter at dispute. And so I've highlighted it here. It basically says that during this period, if you were affected, you can request from the administrator, from the SBA, that you get an advance in the amount requested. That's very important. Notice I, I circled that in red there because it says that you're the one who asks for the amount requested. And then right below that, it says the amount of an advance provided under this subsection shall not be more than $10,000. And so the debate is, some people are reading this to say, okay, well, the SBA can determine how much of an amount you get, but most people, particularly businesses, are reading this going, uh, no, I get to determine how much I ask for, and the SBA is required to give me not more than $10,000. There's nothing in the actual CARES Act that says it, this $10,000 grant or completely free money for small businesses that's supposed to be given within three days is conditioned upon how many employees you have. At least nobody's found it. The only loophole that I think the SBA is hiding behind here is the fact that it says the amount of the advance provided under this subsection shall not be more than $10,000. To which again, everybody's replying going, oh, well, yeah, but I'm asking for $10,000. So anyway, then the lawsuit goes into basically just explaining what I told you and we get some letters here from actual uh, congressional representatives and senators who say things like, uh, here's a good quote, here's one that says, uh, a congressman wrote this letter on April 8th, as you are, oh, this is to the administrator of the SBA, as you are aware, the CARES Act permits small businesses that apply for an EIDL to request an immediate advance of $10,000. And it's not just this congressperson. There have been multiple people from Congress sending letters to the SBA going, hey, you know, how you guys doing on sending out those $10,000 checks to small businesses? This is like a stimulus package to the big majority of our employers in our country. Let's help the little guy for once instead of just focusing on bailing out the airlines let's help out the little guy and give him some money when they need money let him ask for it and let's give it to him so at least people can pay their bills and this is kind of important because remember it's the people in congress who came up with this bill and they voted on the bill and if people in congress are going hey uh so when are people getting their ten thousand dollars and the sba is like what do you mean we're giving people a thousand dollars per employee up to ten thousand dollars it's not really congruent with the spirit of the bill. In fact, here's a reference to a letter from Congress people saying, hey, like the PPP, that Paycheck Protection Program the SBA keeps referring to, that's not going to be a good fit for everybody. In fact, I did a video today on why Shake Shack actually gave back their $10 million PPP loan. It's because the loan program is a sham. It's like a total scam in terms of the whole forgivable nature of it, at least from what we can tell by looking at some loan agreements. Anyway, here's another quote from a congressperson's letter that $10,000 should be released within three days. And then you see things like in complete defiance of the law and specific directive of Congress and without discretionary authority to do so, the administrator did not provide the initial EIDL grants within three days of applicants applying for relief as required under the CARES Act. All right, so I think we're kind of caught up on the background. And then of course the SBA issued multiple letters going, hey, you know, the advance will provide $1,000 
$1,000 per employee because, well, they say to ensure the greatest number of applicants can receive assistance during this challenging time, the amount of your advance will be determined by the number of pre-disaster employees you have. In fact, here is such a letter directly from the SBA. And just to be clear, here's another one of those congressional letters. The CARES Act permits small businesses that apply for the emergency injury disaster loan to request an immediate advancement of $10,000 that is distributed to the business within three days of that application. Keep in mind that that portion of the law, by the way, only requires a credit check, and it doesn't even say that you have to have like good credit. It just says credit check. And I personally speculated that that was because they didn't want to give the same people with a bunch of different businesses multiple of the loans. But anyway, most people ended up getting limited to however many employees they self-attested that they put in on that form. So if you said you had one employee, you got a thousand bucks, unless you missed the whole application window to begin with. All right, so now let's talk about what a lawsuit like this means and what we should do. Let's start with what it means, and I'm gonna give you recommendations, which those recommendations are gonna be really important. But in terms of what this means, it's difficult to say. If this were a private company, we would start opening up settlement negotiations probably within the next couple weeks. Unfortunately, given that this is a private group of individuals suing a government agency, the whole like lawsuit process is a complete disaster. Usually, before you can even sue a federal agency, you have to go through that federal agency's internal dispute process first. In other words, it's kind of like if you're pissed off at the SBA, you have to complain to the SBA, go through whatever complaint ringer they want to put you through, and then after you get a decision from that administration, only then can you actually file a lawsuit. So if they didn't do that in this lawsuit, and if I'm correct that you have to go through the agency first and get denied, this whole lawsuit might just get tossed, which sucks. But this does put the SBA on very clear notice that, yo, this is messed up and people are going to keep fighting this. So what does this mean for us going forward and what should we be doing and thinking? Well, number one, if you have not yet applied for the SBA's COVID relief, I highly recommend you do that if they open the portal back up. They're expected to open that portal back up so you can apply for your free $1,000 or $10,000 grants. Again, depending on how many employees you put in. And I'm not encouraging you to lie, but remember you are your own employee, so at the very least put one if you have a small business or side hustle. But anyway, that portal was expected to hopefully be open again on Wednesday, but now well, Congress is being Congress, and we might not see it open until Friday or maybe early next week. But what I encourage you to do is, is bookmark the link that I'm going to put in the description down below so that you can keep checking to see if that portal opens back up. And that way you can apply as soon as it's open again. Because here's the thing, if you've already applied and you've already gotten maybe $1,000 or whatever, or you haven't yet applied, but you're going to apply, if this lawsuit actually prevails and if Congress comes through and goes, wait a minute, yeah, like, we heard about this, this is messed up, or maybe they clarify it in a future bill, my guess is there's a quite a strong possibility they could go through all of the records of people who received the initial grants, and they might go, ooh, sorry, yeah, we gave you a thousand bucks, here's the extra nine. No guarantees, okay? No guarantees. I'm just saying, like, at the very least, even if you have a small side hustle and you're like, ah, is it going to be worth it, me filling out that portal again? Uh, yeah. Because if you think you're only going to get a grand, at least there's a little bit of hope that you might get the extra nine 
in the future. Again, no guarantees, but the fact that we've got a law firm and a bunch of businesses here that actually put a lawsuit together is definitely going to highlight this issue, not only to representatives and other Congress folks, but also uh, it's gonna highlight that people are pissed about this. So uh, I would recommend if you want a way to sort of express your frustration with this, send a message or an email to your local representatives and senators. Just Google Senator for Ventura County, Representative for Ventura County, whatever your county is, and I mention this. Hey, I heard there's a lawsuit about the EIDL grant. I just wanted to let you know, like, y'all might want to look into this. This is BS. Like, we were supposed to get 10K grants, and we didn't. So really interesting. I can't say I'm like super hopeful, but the more attention we get to this, the better. And I gotta ask you as an audience, really, what, what do you think? Just looking at that verbiage one more time, it says, make sure you go and use the links down below and deposit $100 with Weeble to get your two free stocks valued up to $1,400. I'm kidding. I mean, you should do that. It's right next to life insurance and the links to my programs. But anyway, remember what it actually says in the amount requested by applicant. That's the advance. The applicant may request the administrator provide an advance that is subject to paragraph three, which is the amount, in the amount requested by such applicant to such applicant within three days after administrator receives an application. The amount, and then paragraph three, the amount of an advance provided under this subsection shall not be more than $10,000. I mean, to me, the way I read it is I get to request an amount. I request 5,500 bucks. As long as it's in accordance with line three, which is, or paragraph three, which is the amount shall not be more than $10,000, me requesting $5,500 is not more than $10,000. Well, then to me, it sounds like I should get my $5,500 because that's the amount I requested and it's not more than 10 grand. But I guess uh, it's up to a judge to decide. But make sure you uh, use that little poll link in the little bubble above and uh, let me know what you think. Okay, you guys, it's Dr. D. You know, I'm always trying to. Um, just because I, I'm not able to talk that much. I'm still, you know, doing my research for you guys. Um, I'm going to go to the next episode. You go to uh, YouTube. I'm going to see if I can type um, the link. Oh, my gosh. What did I just do with the dude information? Because this is an opportunity for small businesses and independent contractors uh, for you to make sure I, I, I did a video before my voice really started acting up. And um, the blood of Jesus. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, his, his video is, uh, meet Kevin. So go to the YouTube and go underneath meet Kevin. And I listened to him and then it's the other guy. 
clear value tax. I listen to those two. Uh, it's another guy on there too I listen to, but uh, just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and you can listen to the video again. And at the bottom where they say share, you click on that arrow and they have all the information where you can literally get uh, the lawsuit. I'm going to print it out also, and I'm going to have it. But I'm going to go to the next episode and talk about this just a little. Um, I can't get too excited. <laughs> like, y'all, I'll be sounding like crackle, snap, crackle, and pop. All right. I'm going to check y'all out on the next episode. Okay, so I'm back. Um, As you heard, they got a lawsuit now out against the SBA because the small businesses, independent contractors, self-employed, which is still your independent contractor, entrepreneur, your independent contractor. You work for yourself, you're an independent contractor. If you have a side hustle, you're an independent contractor. You're self-employed. You are. You have a small business. All right. If you have a hustle that's making at least an extra three hundred dollars a week, you're you're an independent contractor. You deserve to get that ten thousand dollar loan, which will be a grant because you paying your bills with it, and that's the only way it'll be forgiven. That you paying your bills, you paying your payroll. I mean, you paying yourself to maintain yourself through this pandemic. And if you really look at it, $10,000 is not really a lot of money. After you pay your bills, your rent for two or three months, okay? Suppose you have an office space like myself. Which one are you going to choose? Because that's going to exhaust that money right then and there. Right, I'm closing the headquarters. I have to. So what I'm saying, it is just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's wild. I feel it is putting stuff out the hat just to get more money. And like I was just listening to um, David with Clear Value Tax. Uh, he's correct. Um, it's impossible for even this. Well, it's not a second round. They say the fourth phase of the money. I say, where's the second and third phase money went? So now this phase of the money, they want to make sure that the businesses get the money, right, through the PPL loan. What about the economical injury uh, money, that advancement, the $10,000 advancement automatically? You're supposed to automatically have got that. All businesses... If you applied and sent your stuff, it it didn't matter. Yeah, if they ran your credit like SBA, they sent me my little response telling my credit wasn't ABCDFG. Of course it's not, because I already been dealing with stuff from 2017 from Hurricane Harvey. Of course my my credit um went down again. 
I'm going to get it back up just like I did before. It's going to get back up. But right now, we're going through a crisis. Okay, calm down, Diane. Because see, I get excited. Okay. So, yeah. Your, your credit ain't going to match. Especially now, it's definitely not going to match. Everything is late. Okay, so, so the previous episode, I just want to encourage you guys... If, if, if you file all the ones, you know, all my clients, I try to send that text out when they first mention that in March to just file it. So I got a whole bunch of people that file it and you got the little confirmation number or whatever. You didn't get no response. Um, I sent you the list of the lenders. You didn't get no response. So they're saying that they don't have any money. Uh, I went through one bank. The major banks... Uh, like Bank of America, Capital One, uh, Chase, they're not even dealing with it. Cause from one of my, some of my clients was telling me, oh, then they, they not even, uh, they want you to go through a loan through them. And I said, well, no, it's not supposed to be like that. So you gotta find a small lender in your neighborhood, one of these community banks, okay? Because they have more at stake and they want to be in, in that number when all this died down and say through their commercials um, when we was going through a crisis we helped our small business in the community y'all 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 know how they go they gonna need they gonna need their prompts so I would advise you guys to go to a small bank in your area uh, my bank reached out to me so I sent my information and um, so I'm on the waiting list. So I'm not just telling y'all something that then I'm just talking about. I'm doing this and just waiting. And while I'm waiting, I'm still just striving to do what I have to do, you know, to stay afloat on things. And I won't drown. So like he said on a previous episode, just go ahead and, and submit your information, apply for it. Because um, normally I've seen in doing taxes, they always have that question, did you receive, did you receive da 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 through the disaster? Or was you part of a disaster? Or was you in a disaster zone? If you ever was part of a disaster zone, you always say yes. It affected you some kind of way. It don't matter if you didn't lose your house or whatever, but you lost time at work, okay? Everything didn't flood it, but you lost some furniture or whatever. You always put that in there because you get a credit that would depreciate what you lost, and that money will help bring down your tax liability. Come on, people. You're going to have to pull and work this thing. Okay, stop fussing and complaining about what's going on and just come on. Let's just go ahead and write stuff down in the calendar so when that time comes for next year, you know, you can get things done. All right? Now, for this bill for small business, I'm talking straight to my my hustle people, you know, and in small business and ministries, especially ministries, we just sitting there twiddling our thumb. Hey, let's pray. Let's get together at a pray vigil. You need to be on this website trying to see how to get your money because you're not having tithes coming in because the people not at church. They're watching you on YouTube, but your offerings have went down. Well, I know I wasn't getting offerings anyway, you know, 
you know, barely, and I can stretch it out, barely. <laughs> you know, I'm, I still got my little wit in me. You know, I'm, I'm fighting this thing. You know, I'm being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You know, I trust the Lord that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. You know, if I get tired and dizzy and and, 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 and whatever that happens that my body be going through, I just stop. I sit down, relax, and stop. That's it. That's all I have to do. It don't matter. The phone ring. People tell me, I, I'm trying to get in touch with you. Da, 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 da. And then when you tell them, I apologize that I've been ill. Well, I contact you two days ago. Okay, so the right doing that, that shows me you really don't care. You don't give a damn about Dr. D. You just trying to deal with what you want to deal with. Okay, we're not going to roll like that with me. I'm going to take care of myself because through all these years, I have given myself to everybody else except me. And now look where I'm at. I'm fighting to keep myself strong and get my body and my mental and my spiritual physical self back in alignment because I don't let everybody pull me, okay? And without pay. So now we got to pay. Sorry, you got to pay me. All right, I need the money up front, period. And that's just how it is. Hey, I'm taking my time, though. I'm not rushing because I have given myself all to people. I have literally given myself to people. I've been transparent. I've been obedient. I've been doing what the Father has been telling me to do. And you know what? He's smacking me too. He said, yeah, I told you two years ago, I'm bringing you to your wealthy place. And you still, you still got that little thing in you. Okay, so I'm going to show you, people really don't care about you. It's only what you can give them, information you give them, and what you can do for them. And I'm trying to help you. When Jesus, when Jesus had enough, Jesus just walked off. He just walked away. And go read, go read, go read, and let the Holy Spirit show you. Because when they was looking, they were looking for Jesus. Jesus was ghost. Jesus was gone. And they found Jesus. We're on the other side somewhere. When he had enough, after he didn't give out what he had to give out. Jesus stole away. He went back and replenished himself. And what happened with Dr. D? And I, I confess, I repent to it. I kept giving and giving and giving and draining and draining and draining. And at the end of the day, I'm by myself, to myself. Nobody here to help take care of myself but me. And now I got to replenish myself. So those that listen to my broadcast, especially here locally, that know of me, here in the Houston area, in the Louisiana area, yeah, I appreciate all my audience that's all over the world, but those that really have contact with me or whatever, this is where I'm at. So this is the prayers that I need from you guys out there, because I'm still doing the work. You may not see me live on Facebook yet. I'll be back, but at least I'm trying, you know. Fix me some coffee today. I have been drinking TTT, but I need some caffeine, y'all. Because I gotta go out here and do some work today. And I, I need to eat. I'm about to finish some breakfast. And then, um, okay, I gotta go pack up this stuff. So, what I'm saying, go ahead and fill out the, um, go, go online and go ahead and fill out, fill out that form 
I have the link on my computer. Like I tell people, you can text me at 832-573-3095. Text me your email address, all right? Give me a chance over this, because I'm going to be moving. So I can tell you right now, this weekend, you're not going to hear from me, all right? May 1st, I'll begin doing new clients and stuff. I gotta finish, I gotta finish out my clients I already have. Alright, I gotta collect my money. Some already done paid. They stuff is done. I still got about three more I need to do. Okay, I gotta finish up the bookkeeping and stuff. Alright. And that takes time because this is a whole year I'm doing. Alright. So send me your, your email address by text. If you gotta ask me any questions or whatever, um, you can text it to me and I'll respond through the email. I'll give you the quote, how much you have to pay. You can pay me through Cash App, um, dollar sign, Urban Management Group, or paypal.me um, slash business coach. Okay, or I'll send you the mailing address where you can send me a money order or cashier check okay and we're gonna still get this done you email me back and forth your documents if you have to send me your your um, bookkeeping stuff i will send you the mailing address okay i will send you the new mailing address i don't even want you to send it to the post office box because i'm about to transfer all that over here all right so um you're only gonna get my address to the email all right and I'll be live, open up, starting in May. Okay, nonprofits, those that already have you scheduled down, you already taken care of. Uh, any new clients that need that Texas tax return done, I can tell y'all right now, uh, my lawyer, lawyer customers is three seventy five. New customers is uh, 450 why because i gotta set up your account and do everything but i can tell you this much um it won't it won't increase that'll be your fee for every year just like my lawyer customers their fee is 375 every year okay but if i have to do if you if you need that 1120 done that's that's a whole nother 750 straight up uh, and I'm giving you a discount with that because of this uh, epidemic. Really, it's twelve seventy-five to do the bookkeeping for eleven twenties tax returns. Okay. Um, with that said, I will um, chime with you guys later when I get into the city. I will be in the city today, uh, but I'm fixing some breakfast. I just want you guys don't get hooked with hood wink by all this stuff on television is really it, it it took me it really was driving me crazy to the point where i literally had to go outside and say god what is happening it's mind control it's like i had to just break away so i advise y'all break away from that tv news break away from it all right um search the youtube to get the real information because right now, you got these states not competing. First, they was competing about shutting down. They was bragging about shutting down. We, our, our state shutting down to protect the people. Okay, so now you you protecting the people, opening up the, 
the the city again. You you protecting the people now, cause cause you want the business to be open because the the people have to the livelihood. No 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 no. You're not protecting the people. It's about greed and competition and ego and narcissists. This country is so narcissist. It's just ridiculous. When you still have a mandate order to April 30th, you still got people going to the hospital with this virus thing that's killing people. See, they're not saying that. People are still dying, y'all. Okay? The virus is still spreading. Face masks or not. I had, we had, I was in the store, had my face mask on, and I was, I know I was six feet maybe seven feet, and I smelt the woman perfume pass through the aisle. She was going the other way, but I smelt it, and I know I was six, about ten feet away. And if I could smell your perfume, I could get coronavirus from this person. And I still had on the mask. I smelt it. So you inhaling that. And half the individuals are still not wearing a mask. They're still not having a gloves on, alright? And even with the contamination, they're serving your food whatever with the gloves. Are they changing those gloves every time they're touching a new um, customer? No. So, let's, let's not get hoodwinked. Let's not get bamboozled. Um, people still haven't received their stimulus check. Businesses have not received their um, PPL or their EIDL. Um, I mean, the the EIDL, that's right, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, all right, the small businesses, that's the 10000 advance, okay, nonprofits, you qualify for that, so I hope you applied for it, call your bank up and get in the numbers, because even if you don't get it this year, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be on that tax return next year, at least the next two to three years, it's going to come up and say, did you receive your money for yada, yada, yada? And if you say no, I just believe God, you're going to get your money through your tax return. Now, don't quote me on that. Don't put that in stone and send me to court and say that I say that because I'm not up in that politician. They, they're showing us they can do whatever they want and how they want. They're showing us right before our eyes that they have control of the economy they have control of the people. They have control. But one thing I can dance on and rejoice. They don't have control of the children of the Most High God. Why? Because we have submitted our control to Him. We have submitted ourselves unto Him. And you must accept the body of Christ to understand what is happening out here. And if you don't know Jesus, Yahshua HaMashiach, please get to know Him Especially at this time, because a lot of people are being deceived once again, and it's hurting a lot of people. And sooner or later, it's going to hurt your children and your children's children. And they're all laughing behind the scenes. So you can tell the people that really care about you, that's the ones you're going to search on YouTube and search and listen to the real doctors. Listen to the doctors that's on these YouTube stations, that's Sneaking the cameras in the hospitals, all in these different states, that they are still dealing with people that's dying, still dealing with people that's coming in the hospitals. Now, they're saying corona 
can affect another system. You can have a stroke. It can attach to your toes. Why? Because they're still trying to figure out what is this disease. It has symptoms like the flu, but it attached, they have something else to it. And I've been searching, and I saw, I found this old movie, 1982, it's a Japanese movie, and the doctor that was trying to show them about this new virus, the name of the movie is Virus. I'm going to put a picture of it on the Facebook, Boom Factor uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Boom Factor. Check, check it out. I have a whole album for Corona. Every time I, I see someone, I try to put it in the album. I've been trying to keep up best as I can. All right, you guys? And that virus that they showed on that screen, y'all, y'all, 1982, this movie was made. Nobody's not going to tell me it's not the same virus that they're showing us on TV right now. But they have something else added to the one that's we dealing with now. But in 1982, now that was 1982, a movie that was made, and they called it the Italian flu. And it it literally wiped out the world. And the only people that were saved was the ones on the ship. So my thing is, how in the world it got on these ships now, these sailors... The ships, come on, this day, I'm talking about present day, the sailors and stuff is infected now with COVID-19. And they're on the water. In this movie, the only ones that was protected was the ones in the Antarctic and the ones that was on the ship out on deployment. That's the only ones that were saved, y'all, from the Italian flu from this movie way back in 1982. something to think about. See, I'm not... Oh my gosh, my body, y'all. Oh. I'm about to do another soak. Mm. And also think about it, too. You got the children out of school for the whole year. You got the government buildings. Anything with the government, y'all, it's not opening back up until June. But they're going to open up the businesses, see? It's about a dollar, y'all. They don't care about they don't care about the people. And that's why I don't understand why they're allowing uh, these people to come out in the public like this. And they like, yeah, our freedom, our freedom. You know, our freedom this. You know, y'all can't stop us and all this kind of stuff. It always something foolishness. It's mind control. It's all mind control. Stay your butts inside. Because it's, it's going to be a terrible time. And I, and I thought about something else. I'm going to I'm gonna have to um, go on another episode on this one here. For black ears only. <laughs> because... Remember, we were just in the, on the break of our repara- our reparation, right? And the bill went up, and they passed the first stage, right? That the black Americans was going to get a reparation. That means money was coming to us, right? Now, all of a sudden, look at all this that's happening. 
See, Dr. D be thinking out the box. I know I be thinking way out there. I'm I'm out there. I know I'm out there. But it don't matter. I want to wake your mind up so you can start thinking intelligently and strategically so you won't get caught up into this world system and thinking like, quote, unquote, like I heard somebody that's still, girl, we got, girl, I got my stimulus. I'm going to buy me this and that. See, that's ignorant. That's an ignorant person. You didn't get that stimulus check to go shopping, buying you clothes. That stimulus check was for to help you pay your bills. And if you are in one of the government programs already, they already got their bills taken care of, y'all. So, yeah, now they got extra money on top of that, right? So they feel like, oh, they living a life. Not understanding this is time to get your life right. Oh, look, I got to go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. See? See, I'm coming back to myself. It's taking a little while. I'm coming back to myself and, and be hitting some points, you know, because this is foolery that's happening. And, and, and nobody don't see this what's happening. This, I mean, nobody's not really sitting down looking at the bigger picture and seeing how how we're only going to have these many cases in the morning. And then at night, these, this is how, this is the confirmed cases. But I thought you said the confirmed cases was this this morning. See, I take pictures of stuff. I'm taking pictures of each and comparing it. Somebody lying somewhere. How how these numbers keep fluctuating like this? It's supposed to be decreasing. It's supposed to be increasing. The true increase numbers you need to go and really do. Go to the YouTube and search. All right, let me. I got I gotta get ready and, and roll out of here. Let me go face with something to eat. Cause see y'all see me. I'm getting hyped. I'm getting hyped. I'm getting hyped because who nobody is not telling the truth. Somebody need to wake up and tell the truth. Huh? Come on. And only the truth will make you free. Uh. Ooh, Lord, I'm gonna need some strength with this. But okay, I'm out. I didn't say it enough. God bless y'all. I, I thank God. For all my listener audience all over the world, I pray y'all take care of yourself. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to my other people in private messages. And uh, much love. God bless y'all. And um, we'll chat later. Okay? All right. ago and now every sector is affected so let's talk about government's help the EIDL so we get ten thousand dollars in three days right which I applied for mine literally 16 17 days ago yeah nothing not even a confirmation email but I've heard on my comments that there's been some confirmation emails right so if you're a two-man show 
Now they're saying you get two grand, right? That's that person. And with the two-man show, if you look at the averages, has about $24,000 in overhead. And the, that, now we're gonna go to the PPP program. Oh, and, and get this. You can also use that as a loan. We'll, we'll grant you the two grand, which I don't know what you do with two grand if you have $24,000 in overhead and your business is shut down. I don't know what you do with that. But hey, guess what? We're here to help, we'll give you a loan. A loan? Now you're in a loan, you've got to borrow to cover your losses? And then you have a two-year term to pay it back? I don't get loans that are two-year terms. I get 10-year, seven, if I, if they're 30-year loans, I don't get two years, because I don't know where things are going to be at two years from now. What's the hazard of getting in a two-year loan? A loan that the government is literally your lender, right? I mean, when you think about this, and then you look at the PPP program, 75% has got to go to payroll, okay? 75% goes to payroll, 25% to other, and all the others that you can't do buybacks, there's all these rules and restrictions, they handcuff you, mess up on one thing, and you don't get that stuff forgiven. And how do I bring back an employee that's gonna get $600 a week and then possibly $500 from the state. $1,100 a week to stay at home? That means that they're making $4,400 and in order for me to grab that money and be able to pay them, I've gotta somehow convince somebody to come to work for less money than he can get staying at home. <laughs> I, I'm confused. Come on. Now we have, let's say for example, right? A business and, and I have you know I package these I put them together I go to the SBA to get loans on these businesses let's say you have a business that's three hundred and eighty seven thousand that they basically do that person that has two employees like a two-man show that's making almost 400 grand literally when I look at the bottom line the net net and I'm just being real with you I'm a real hardcore entrepreneur right, that has now become a businessman and an investor, a business owner and investor, stepped up through every process. But literally, that guy is making $27,000. The one that you're mad at and upset because you're, you're supposed to be on time and all that stuff, he's making 27 grand or she's making 27 grand. Your nail salon, your hairstylist, they're making 27 grand, right? Their business might be worth, if you sell it by income, 50 grand. Maybe, but if they have no assets and they've got to borrow, borrow, if they're $24,000 times two, $48,000, they got to borrow. They have no assets, right? They're borrowing. That's going to take literally, if they make $27,000, that's going to take them two years of their income. They've got to work for free. That means they got to show up and I've done this. Yeah. I've gone to work for four years, yep. losing $50,000 a month with a smile on my face while people were yelling at me that yep. they should get more pay and everything else during the last 2008 to 2012, where I smiled and just took care of everybody. Right, I of. right. Because I would rather go to work than BK out. Well, I don't think very many people will do that. I don't think people will sit there and- Cause they don't have, they don't have the, business sense. To cover it. So I think a lot of these places are gonna go out of business. Yep fast they're gonna look at the I got a government loan I got to borrow to cover 
my losses and my losses are more than my business is massive because I have no assets anyway. Cool. Shut the so door. Borrow to keep yep. people um, going. Oh, but wait, oh, wait, this just in last Friday. We have the main street lending program, Ta. the main street lending program. Wow. For the main street lending program. There's not even a place to apply for it. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, How are you going to get it? Great. The market rallied. It went green and everything else. But when people start doing the math on this, they're going to start realizing. Thank you. That we've already been cooked like a frog in a frying pan. Yep. You turn up the heat really slow. You'll cook that frog. You turn it up fast. He'll jump out. See what I'm saying, you guys? So. Take your time. Take this time out to really restructure what God wants you to do. Um, don't go just spending that money, all right? When you, when that, whatever you get, when they give it, <laughs> and, and you hear me, huh? Whatever you get, when you get it, pull it, keep it, and see what God wants you to do and invest in yourself. If you need to get that book done, go ahead and invest. You know, in, in in yourself, start a course or something that's reliable that's gonna pay off. Uh, I just did some restructuring, and um, man, I tell you, uh, I really I'm still undercutting myself, so I'm gonna have to go up on my my course, my publishing course, because um, I was just emailing the. The other company who do the ebook conversion, they done went up a whole nother two hundred dollars on some services, and uh, I was giving that for free. But I'm at the charge now for additional. Uh, we can do the ebook, but if you if a person want to distribute it, they're gonna have to add and pay more money for that. It's gonna be extra. I'll still keep the basic package, but now I'm gonna have to have different packages. Um, and still add on some other stuff, but it's really still, it's still costing me, you know? So even with the package that I offer with Marionette Publishing to do the books, because of stuff that's happening, everything just went up. And that's why I tell people when God brings something to you, you better just coast in there at that time because things are change. Now look at all this stuff that can change. You know, and so y'all just use some wisdom. I try to plug in some other people that's talking about what I'm saying to help me go into more detail. So y'all won't, oh, Dr. D always talking about this and that. No, I'm not the only one that sees certain stuff. You know, on the business side, I'm just trying to keep y'all afloat of what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, go ahead and apply for what they're saying because really they're going to owe you. You can fight that. You can sue them. But like the other episode, go back and listen to that one um, about don't don't let the PPL mind control. I forgot what I named it, but it's on the same day. So just go through the episodes and listen uh, to what's being said so you can get a better idea on how you can deal with certain stuff. All right. So I just wanted to share that with you guys about um, the EIDL. I help 
feel out a lot of that for a lot of my customers who have done um, their business taxes and their bookkeeping and uh, even for the churches. And we just like, <laughs> now they had one guy, matter of fact, even through Chipwood, um, they was there to help us if you was a member. Uh, you was able to get in or whatever, but still, it was like a fee or whatever. But hey, if you don't have the money, how you gonna even pay the fee for them to help you even get that done? Um, so uh, one day, I had just dedicated like three hours, and I was just filling out the application for everybody that I knew that I had did their bookkeeping and their their tax return. So those individuals, that's why it's always good. Favor ain't fair. But at least they got in and got that number, that confirmation that they they did apply. And they should have some type of response sooner or later. All right? Um, Ooh, Lord, this coffee tastes so good. And y'all be careful out there in the air. They have some kind of air pollutant besides the, the ragweed and the tree pollen and all of that. They had some type of air control alert that I had got. I told my daughter the other day, I said, something going on in the air. I said, my breathing, I, it, it, feels, it feels funny. And, um, and then the next day, you get this alert. So um, I'm not upset being like Samuel and Deborah. Uh, God had me to read that for a reason the beginning of this year. And so um, I can hear clearly. That's that's a wonderful thing. All right, you guys, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Y'all be blessed. Have a glorious, beautiful day today. Thank you. I love you guys, especially those that's really, really covering and praying for me. I really thank God for my intercessors, my warriors out there all over the world. Thank you for praying for Dr. D. I feel your prayers. I feel your love. I feel it. My body feel it. My spirit feel it. You know, I'm coming out of this. Okay? God bless you. Love you.
Could he get his job back? There is breaking news on that front. The new alert about that nearly $500 billion relief package for small businesses, why that money could be gone in an instant. And American heroes, the nurses, who dropped everything to answer the call in the epicenter. Will they have jobs to go back to? And the grocery store worker, how her kind note to neighbors turned into a vital lifeline. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Good evening, everyone. Our country passing two milestones tonight on its grim journey into the unknown. The number of people dying of COVID-19 passing the 50,000 mark. Also today, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alaska becoming the first states to lower their guard against coronavirus in a big way, easing lockdown orders and allowing certain businesses, including salons and barber shops, to reopen, despite broad concerns that officials are opening the door to more cases. Our correspondents ready to break it all down for us. Let's start with Blaine Alexander. From buzzing barbershops to sweaty gyms and hair and nail salons, Georgia is, at least partially, back in business. I was really surprised when they said the barbershops were opening, but I was so excited because I look like a caveman. Governor Brian Kemp allowing salons, gyms, barbershops, tattoo parlors, bowling alleys, and more to reopen today. It's not a choice shop owner Tony Roberts took lightly. When I weighed the risk-reward, we decided to go ahead and open and put our plans in place. He has been getting calls since Monday, but only taking limited customers with new precautions. No waiting inside. The chairs spread out, and nobody is allowed in without a mask. The thing that scares me is I'm just not sure if the new normal will be suitable for what we do. Governor Kemp says his move is informed by data and public health recommendations, but the state has not met White House guidelines for two weeks of declining cases. President Trump says he strongly disagrees with Kemp. I didn't like to see spas at this early stage. Spas, beauty parlors, tattoo parlors. I know I want them to open. And I want him to open as soon as possible. And I want the state to open. But I wasn't happy with Brian Kemp. Neither were these protesters in Atlanta, all upset with Kemp's decision. One restaurant worker tells NBC's Sam Brock. We're not disposable um, just because, you know, we're low-income people. And this Savannah salon is staying closed. The money will eventually show up. But if, if something happens to someone, we can't replace people. But at this gym, owner Brian Wetzel has made changes to welcome his clients back, and they are thrilled. There's actually less people in the gym right now than there would be at a grocery store. More openings across the country, including in Alaska, where business owners are split. There's a fear factor of reopening, but at some point in time, uh, we, have to, we have to try. To think that we would be open before the 5th of May seems seems crazy <laughs> and today in oklahoma the governor allowing all spas salons and pet grooming places to reopen what have you been telling customers when they walk through your doors you have to have a mask there's no waiting i want people to be able to come and get a good haircut not leave with covid in neighboring Texas, there is still a stay-at-home order. Salon owner Shelly Luther received a citation, but is staying open, saying she can't afford not to. It is their personal choice as an American to come into the salon if they want to, and they have that right. And restaurant owner Matt Rice is opening tonight, despite receiving conflicting signals. Our Morgan Chesky is there. Your mayor says you can open. The governor says you can't. Where does that put you? Right in the middle. <laughs> what do you do? 
The death toll hit another sobering milestone today as we said over 50,000 people killed by this virus already in America. And while some areas are now seeing a bend in the curve, some states are seeing their deadliest days yet. Here's Miguel Almaguer. As our country battles an unprecedented pandemic, tonight our national death toll surpassing a grim benchmark. More than 50,000 lives lost. The staggering number of Americans gone could fill the stands at Coors Field in Denver. 2,400 people died yesterday alone. In the state of Illinois, where the curve is said to be flattening, a record number of deaths and cases has just been logged. Right now, we're just going day to day. It seems like years. Keeping a video diary on her birthday, Dr. Michelle Prickett enters another overnight shift at the ICU at Northwestern. I think everyone on my team knows that life will never be usual again. While cases are plateauing in big cities, in much of the heartland, the struggle continues. Over the past week, a daunting increase in the number of patients in states like Nebraska, Iowa, Arkansas, South Dakota, and Oklahoma. At this meatpacking plant outside Green Bay, production hasn't stopped, despite a growing number of sick employees. At Smithfield Foods in Sioux Falls, after a rash of COVID cases, the plant now given the okay by the CDC to reopen. Itzel Goitia says she caught the virus while working at a packing plant in Kansas. It's impossible to social distance because, um, yeah, we're right next to people. We're touching boxes. We're touching labels. We're touching the meat. Here in L.A., where the death toll just spiked to another daily high, more people are dying from COVID-19 than anything else. 89% of those who passed away had an underlying health condition. Tonight, a nation balancing work, safety, and health as our death toll hits a heartbreaking high. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. And tonight, President Trump is facing widespread backlash after his comments wondering aloud about household disinfectants as a possible treatment for COVID-19, causing even the makers of Lysol to issue a warning. Here's Jeff Bennett. President Trump tonight now says he wasn't being serious when he suggested multiple times Thursday that scientists should consider exposing the body to sunlight and disinfectants as potential coronavirus cures. I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Earlier in the day, the White House press secretary offered a different explanation, accusing the media of irresponsibly taking the president's comments out of context. On Thursday, after a government scientist presented studies showing that sunlight and disinfectants are effective at killing coronavirus on surfaces, the president latched on. So, supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. That dude. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or... 
uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. The president also asked if there's a way to use disinfectants inside the body. Then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside? And he's serious. There's a tremendous number in the lungs, so it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. Dr. Deborah Burps's reaction caught on camera. Top administration officials tell NBC News members of the president's coronavirus task force were shocked by those comments. They say he apparently misinterpreted scientific information discussed with him before Thursday's briefing. The president's remarks widely condemned by medical experts, including the Trump administration's former FDA commissioner. There's no circumstance under which you should take a disinfectant or inject a disinfectant uh, for the treatment of anything. The Surgeon General tweeting his own caution, the maker of Lysol issuing a warning too. It's not the first time the president has floated a treatment idea as a possible game changer. He spent weeks hyping hydroxychloroquine pills as a potential coronavirus miracle drug, despite a lack of clinical evidence. We're sending them to the hospitals. We're sending them all over. I just think it's something, you know, the expression, I've used it for certain reasons. What do you have to lose? The FDA today issuing new guidance warning that people should not take chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine to treat coronavirus outside of hospital settings or clinical trials, citing reports of serious heart rhythm problems. At the end of today's coronavirus task force press briefing, the president, for the first time, walked out without taking any questions. Yeah, because he know he messed up. Today, Dr. Deborah Burks offered yet another explanation for the president's comments about using light and disinfectants as potential coronavirus treatments. She says the president, in her words, was still digesting the scientific information officials shared when he made those remarks. Yeah, right. Lester, all right, Chef Bennett, thank you. Also developing tonight, top Navy officials are recommending that the fired commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt be reinstated. You may recall he was relieved of his command after sounding the alarm about coronavirus on his ship. Here's Peter Alexander. This was the scene when Captain Brett Crozier disembarked the USS Theodore Roosevelt for the last time. A rousing send-off earlier this month from the thousands of sailors he fought to protect. And tonight, Crozier's getting support from the Navy's top brass, recommending he be reinstated as commander of his ship. That recommendation tonight delivered to Defense Secretary Mark Esper, who's now deciding whether to sign off. If Crozier's command is restored, it'll mark a whirlwind reversal three weeks after the captain's dismissal for sending a letter to Navy leaders begging for help for his ship's crew, hard hit by a coronavirus outbreak. More than 850 sailors on the aircraft carrier have since tested positive. One later died. We are not at war, Crozier wrote late last month. Sailors do not need to die. Then acting Navy Secretary Thomas Modley blamed Crozier for not appropriately going through the chain of command after the letter was published in a San Francisco newspaper. That demonstrated extremely poor judgment in the middle of a crisis. Modley resigning after fierce criticism for these disparaging remarks about Crozier to the Roosevelt's crew. Tonight, with the Navy behind him, Captain Crozier's still awaiting his fate. Peter Alexander, NBC News, Washington. We're back in 60 seconds with a new warning for small business owners. Could that new relief money just approved be already nearly tapped out? Yep. 
President Trump signed the new coronavirus relief package to help small businesses, but Stephanie ruled now on concerns the money may be gone very soon. Takeout and delivery have replaced what is usually the busiest time of year at this scrimp shack in Virginia. It's keeping us afloat, but as we go through this a little bit further, if we continue on the same path, I don't see us being able to sustain. Ricky and Rhonda Atkins' loan application didn't make it through last time. Now they're banking on the second round of the Paycheck Protection Program. It would make a huge difference in terms of the survival of our restaurant. Today, an additional $310 billion was pumped into the fund. But there's concern that new money may be quickly tapped out because of the volume of applications left over from the first round. Some banks have no plans to accept new applications. Every minute, uh, small business is closing. Uh, and this is not enough. It's going to help. But no, it's, it's not enough. After growing backlash, many businesses that received multi-million dollar loans are returning them, putting hundreds of millions back in the pot. They may have done the wrong thing, but they didn't do anything illegal. It's government's job to make sure that businesses can't get access to money they shouldn't have access to. The SBA is now encouraging publicly traded companies to return the money they've received through the program. And this time around, businesses have to prove they can't get other funding. Hedge funds and private equity firms are no longer eligible. And the government is allocating $60 billion to smaller lenders, hoping they reach the smallest businesses, like Linus Donnelly's Boutique, a Florida community bank approved her loan. It is my hope that all the businesses, big and small, will be able to get the funding that they truly need in order to survive. This new round goes live on Monday, and some of the biggest banks tell us there are serious concerns the system could go down when that tidal wave of applications starts coming through. Lester? All right, Stephanie, thank you. And among those facing an uncertain future, many of the traveling medical workers from across the country have quickly volunteered where the need was greatest in places like New York. Gabe Gutierrez now has our report on the front lines. Nurse Barbara Edwards is among the thousands of medical workers who weeks ago dropped everything and rushed to New York. She left two children behind at home. I'm in the job of saving lives. That is my job. And I felt like the lives were in New York City that needed to be saved. Edwards is now working at Metropolitan Hospital Center in Manhattan, but she and other traveling freelance nurses face an uncertain future. How many of you don't know if you will have a job to go back to? From across the country, wow. they signed up for the front lines. Edwards from Florida, Chris Myers from Louisiana, Madeline Chesney from Kentucky, and Lachey Rhodes from Kansas. I was told I couldn't use my leave time. I was told um, that I couldn't be granted a leave of absence. So there was really no other option. I had to choose the right thing to do, and so I resigned. I put a two-week notice in. Others were told that because of staffing needs, especially if the virus got worse in their communities, their jobs back home might have to be filled by someone else. They said, hey, you, you either go or you stay, but your position's not healed. I had to be here for these nurses, for these physicians, for these patients. They were struggling so much here, and I just knew in my heart that it was the right decision for me at this time. Um, none of us got into nursing to stand by and watch people suffer we had a calling to help um, 
so I came where I was needed. When I looked in my patient's eyes last night and I wiped those tears off his face and I spoke with his family and they told me, you are family now to me, I think that made my decision. These nurses have a warning for those who think the crisis is over. We almost have it. Well, the numbers are coming down. The admissions to the hospitals are coming down. But right now, no, we're nowhere near ready for this economy for them to open up. For now, they say home can wait. It's very hard to be away, but it's it's for a greater reason and a greater purpose. And, and I feel reassured about that. Even if they're not sure what job they'll be going home to. Gabe Gutierrez, NBC News, New York. Up next, uh, one grocery worker is a lifeline to others when she's off the job. In times of worry, food is often a source of comfort, but as we all know too well, getting food right now can be a worry all its own. Tonight, we meet an American hero doing something about it. Sarah Levine takes us inside the California Trader Joe's, where she and her co-workers are busy keeping up with the demand, always wearing protective gear. I'm focusing on the things that I can control in terms of my safety. The 26-year-old knows the risks. Nationwide, over a dozen grocery store workers have died from coronavirus. And she wondered about those who couldn't go inside. So she posted this message on a neighborhood website. If anyone needs anything and is unable to leave their house, I will see what I can do to get it to you. I'm shopping for people who literally cannot leave their homes because they're in chemotherapy, because they have a newborn, because they're elderly. 83-year-old Sylvia Martin is one of more than two dozen people Sarah has helped so far. I was scared. I guess I suddenly became aware of how vulnerable I am. What does it say that people are not afraid to say, hey, I need help? For people to be able to move past that, I think there's a lot of bravery and beauty in that. Two bags for this gentleman. I love CDs. That's so sweet. Delivery one, done. How are you? She's a gift. They're just so generous and so appreciated. By her action, she made other people do the same thing. Good behavior is contagious. Hand sanitizer. All of it sparked by Sarah's note. Have you ever felt it more of a community than you are right now? This has totally bolstered my sense of and definition of community here. It's been an honor. Some of the neighborly spirit that will guide us through this. Up next, wait until you hear what arrived in the mail and where it came from. We end the week with the inspiring letter from a Kansas farmer to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who was so moved by it, he read it aloud. Dear Mr. Cuomo, I seriously doubt that you will ever read this letter, as I know you are busy beyond belief with the disaster that has befallen our country. I am a retired farmer hunkered down in northeast Kansas with my wife, who has but one lung and occasional problems with her remaining lung. We are in our 70s now, and frankly, I am afraid for her. Enclosed, find a solitary N95 mask, left over from my farming days. It has never been used. If you could, would you please give this mask to a nurse or doctor in your state? I have kept four masks for my immediate family. Sincerely, Dennis and Sharon. 
Late last night. Just giving y'all something different. Listen to and see what's going on worldwide. And um, with that said, we just going to buckle down. Trust in Daddy God. This is Dr. D. The Boom Factor, and I will chime with you guys later.